Kelman on cliffcentral.com. There's very few people that I feel like I could just go straight into it with a question like this, but with Boiti, I kind of feel like I can. Uh, what's this whole life thing about? You're wrong. I'm not those people. <laughs> what's this life thing about? Yeah. Um, well, funny enough, that question, like right now, there's a pinned tweet on my, on my, um, page. Yeah. And it's about how, like, should I read it? Yeah, read, should it. I read it. I'm going to read it. Um, it basically says, I feel like I should probably have known this walking in. Totally. I mean, hello. You're so unprepared. <laughs> so it says, life is such an incredibly interesting, heartbreakingly beautiful journey. What's there not to love about this perfect mess? This is the thing. Hmm? Do you do you remember being a kid and looking at adults and thinking, "Geez, you guys have really complicated it." No, I think I think kids are always thinking it's so much better on the other side. Yeah. As much as we are thinking, "Gosh, we want to go back to that side," as adults. This adulting thing is hard. It's terrible. It's a trap. Don't you hate like I don't know having insurance? Insurance, medical aid that I have to pay for myself. Um. A car that I have to pay for myself. <laughs> All, everything. Everything that requires for me to use my own money is just annoying. And that's what adult life is all about. There's something really cool. Like I check in with you maybe once a year. For the past two, three years, I've kind of checked in with you once a year. Jeez. And, uh, so much love. Stop it. No, no, no. But I, what I'm saying, what's cool is that when you don't see someone for like a year, yeah. but you see everything that they're doing, mm. Um, and then you see them again and they're kind of exactly the same, but they've just elevated what they do, their craft and everything like by a couple of levels. There's something dope about that. And I wonder this sort of you, to my perception, you haven't changed at all in the past sort of two, three years, even though your profile has gone up and everything like that has happened and the mm-hmm. career stuff's done, you know, unbelievable stuff. And I just wonder like what that's rooted in because so many people, in three years with what's happened to you would have changed dramatically, but you don't seem to have changed at all. And I don't know what that is. Um, well, I don't know either because it's not like it's something that's planned and Mm. it's not something I'm sitting at home calculating and, you know, planning and making sure that I, I stay the same. I, um, I think more than anything, um, I have my grandparents to thank for that because I think if you don't have in the back of your mind the people that you're going to disappoint with your actions, then I think that's when you go astray a lot of the time. So in my mind, a lot of the times when I want to behave a certain way, not because even even in a way that's out of character, the first thing I'm thinking is, yeah, this might disappoint my grandparents. If they were standing right here, it would be very hmm. awkward and uncomfortable for me to be doing this. So I have that in the back of my mind. And then I know that what they taught me was to be a better person you know, and a good, kind-hearted human being. So all my actions are rooted in that. So it's kind of who I am now, you know. And with time, it's I've always kept it in the back of my mind. And so it stayed there and it's become me and then, and yeah. What do you believe is at play? Are you spiritual? Do you believe in things mm-hmm. meant to be? I mean, I know in a personal space, like if I lose a loved one or whatever, then this is, it sounds ridiculous, but like you feel that that person's with you in certain instances Absolutely. or things happen and they remind you and, and kind of what does your spiritual stratosphere look like? Um, I'm a very spiritual person. Yes. And I also believe that. Yeah, we are where we are exactly where we're supposed to be. Everything happens as it should. And I think that that 
you know, that calms a lot of situations where you want to, you know, freak out or where you want to, um, where you force yourself to believe that, oh my gosh, why is everything happening so bad? Blah, blah. Um, so I think, um, my, like my spirituality has helped me understand that everything happens as it should and, and everything is for our greater good, mm. you know, because, um, yeah, I don't think we're, any of us on earth are smarter than the universe and are smarter than God because I believe in God. Um, yeah, so whatever happens, especially if it's out of your control, it's definitely not against you. It's, everything moves in a certain direction and it's always for the greater good. That's what I believe. But there is a lot of effort one has to put in Absolutely. in order to make stuff happen. Without a doubt. Um, and, and you have to push hard and you have to face rejection and you have to do yeah. all of that stuff. Um, I don't know. I, I guess it, it would get complicated to explain because then if I say everything happens for the greater good, um, people would be like, well, but I've I never seen you, the greater it's, good. It's a balance. Yeah, it is. And I think it also just makes everything easier when you believe that things are happening for the greater good. It gives you something to look forward to and then you stress less. And that, that's what I do. Like when I'm going through like the storm, I'm always thinking, well, this is, usually preparation for something fantastic. So mm. that's my philosophy. That's how I move forward. And that's what assists me in a lot of like, you know, heavy moments where I feel like you know, I've never really felt like I can't go on. That's impossible. Well, I would have to be dead for that. Um, but yeah, moments where you just feel like why, and you are tempted to stay in a cycle of sadness and almost depression. Um, yeah. The thing that keeps me going is the idea of this is just preparation for something Bigger. Greater, bigger, yeah, definitely. You can't be tested for nothing. You you must be really resilient. I mean, in the context of you becoming well-known in that, it's, a lot of it has been to do with social media. A lot of your mm -hmm. brand lives online, which is one of the hardest places for anything to live in this day and age. Because yeah, everyone like, is doing it. No, but everyone is a hater. Everyone's oh, got definitely. horrible things to say. Yeah. So your skin must be super thick at this point. Um, yeah, weirdly, I had this conversation with Gareth when I was talking, but I was basically saying, um, yeah, with this industry, you kind of eventually learn to grow a thick skin, but it mustn't be like, it shouldn't be hard. I, I, I'm not hardened. Mm. I just, I just understand. And I am, I am more, I don't know what the word is. Yeah. It hasn't hardened me. Like I don't have a hard, um, you know, surface where, you know, I cannot be a nice person anymore because I'm always expecting hate. I just know what to do with the hate now. Mm. Actually, that's that's a better way of, of, of explaining it. I know what to do with the negativity now than I did in the past when it all came at one go and I just used to freak out. But now, I guess the thick skin is in me understanding what to do with the hate and that is just to, the process of learning what to do with it. Whether to read it and concentrate on it or ignore it or meditate and, you know... So I, I just, I see it and I, I ignore it and I meditate because I'm only human. Obviously mm. it'll affect me, but you know, I meditate and I breathe and then you have to remind yourself that you've been through this before. So calm down. It's nothing new. Yeah. And I, I love seeing all your sort of inspirational and spiritual posts that you put out there. Mm. How important is it to share that kind of stuff? What do you get out of sharing a spiritual message and becoming a bit of a vessel and yeah. using your platform to, you know, promote Obviously the stuff that you're working on, but also kind of just life messages. Yeah. Um, well, my social media, how I've always treated it is, um, I'll always ask myself, would my daughter be, would I be okay with my daughter going through 
my social media. If people media. asked that before they tweeted, my God, it would yeah, be a different it be timeline. A, it would be much nicer and calmer <laughs> and prettier and all of that. So that's what I, that's always in the back of my mind. And also, yes, again, if my grandma, because my mom is on Twitter and I also have to keep that in mind, but she's a little bit more free spirited than my uh. grandparents. And, you know, she's, she's a little bit more understanding and even she tweets like weird things sometimes. <laughs> um, so in in my mind, I'm like, if my grandparents were to read this, would it be comfortable? Would they understand why I'm saying this, or would they just reprimand me? Or and also, would I be comfortable with my daughter who is at an age where she can access social media? Would I be okay with her reading this? And if it's no, then I'm not going to post it. And if it's yes, then yeah. And also, um, definitely, I think as uh, public figures, we have like such a massive social responsibility mm-hmm. to, you know, to communicate positivity wherever we can because. Like we don't know how many lives we change every single day and how many people look to us for answers, whether it be negative or positive. So I'd rather be the positive answer than than the, the negative, negative one. one. Yeah, the one that tells people to bugger off or you know, yeah, the one that that prompts negativity. I I don't want to be a part of that change. one. Yeah. Let's talk about this word family mm-hmm. in the context of the 21st century. I mean, yeah. sometimes I watch an episode of Modern Family and I'm just like, what a dope show. Like yeah. the definition of what a family is, is changing so much in the South African context. A lot of people, their family is, I mean, it's statistics yeah. it's globally as well, but like a lot of families, it's, they, it's tricky. There's like one mom or there's one dad Single or there's one grandpa. Yeah. Like there's a lot of that. Um, what sort of your family context, how does it help unlock you doing more and being more? And, and if one doesn't have that, how do you think one works past that to still go on to become a success and, and use family when you can, but also not let it be a hindrance? Yeah. Um, firstly, my family is everything, but then how, that dynamic is by choice, yeah. you know, because some people have the most incredible families, but never use that incredible energy and that that space to to get inspired and to do like it's because you could just have two people and you could make them your life and you could draw all kinds of um, positive energy from them. You know, so it's 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 all by choice that people make their families their life and their support and the people that they turn to because you could choose to ignore your family as well. Mm. You know, even though they're rooting for you, you could choose to see it differently. So it's all a choice and um I think if I think it's incredibly important to have that, especially in, in this industry, to have people who are incredibly neutral with you and not, you know, one or the other. People who are just neutral with you and just remind you who you are and where you come from. And, but that, yeah, again, that is if you have that. And if you don't, I think your friends can become your family very easily Mm. and your colleagues can become family. You know, not everyone is an evil, horrible person that is, yeah, that's okay. Yeah. That is out to get you. There are so many human beings who are so kind hearted and so good and are waiting with open arms for anyone who wants support, um, who wants anyone to talk to. So it's, it, it doesn't end and start only with family, you know, so people mustn't feel like they're left out, um, you know, out of, you know, that kind of support just because they don't have a stable, fantastic family. It doesn't have to be that there's, there are so many human beings on earth that are very kind hearted, you know, we just always concentrate on the bad ones. I wonder what kind of mom you're going to be. I wonder too. I think I'm going to be a cool, no, nah, not cool. <laughs> I'm probably going to be strict. Very strict. But you're probably but, gonna have like serious conversations. Yeah. I mean, how often do you and your mom DMC? Um, a lot. Well, she, I tell her everything. Yeah. Yeah, I tell her 
everything, like everything. So, um, and it's not, is it DMCing? Yeah, like we. It's like emotional conversations. Cause yeah. some people don't have that with their, their loved ones. Some yeah. people actually go through life without having these emotional conversations. Cause I think that what happens is the more conversations you have with friends or family about what is life? What is existence? What is this about? How did this affect more me? How did that affect mm. me? The more uncomfortable you actually get because the more you start questioning, yeah. the harder it becomes to find you answers. You start realizing truths about, and this, I think that's the scariest thing is to realize Certain truths about people that you've held on a, like such a silver, beautiful platter. Um, when you start realizing that they are not who you thought they were. And mm. as that's when you grow up, as you grow up and you have these conversations and you start like listening thoroughly to this human being, whether it be your grandma, whether it be your dad, whether it be your, you know, your uncle and you start having these DMCs and like awkward truths start coming out where you're just like, that's kind of weird. I didn't know that you were. This person, you know, so it's, it's always like, yeah, it's growing up is just weird. It's hard because, to deal with that. Yeah. Because yeah. you, you figure out who people really are. And especially when you, yeah, it's, most of the time it's what you don't want uh. to, to know or to hear or to find out or to figure out. You don't want to figure out that your mom is actually a douchebag, huh. you know, with the things that she actually truly believes in. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's weird. I think that social media is kind of forcing us to have those conversations as a world, as a human population. And I mean, I don't know how it turns out. Mm. And I think a lot of people are a little intimidated by that right now and a little bit sort of like, oh my word, everyone can now express how they feel. And people are getting more and more comfortable with expressing how they feel. I'm not talking about the Twitter trolls. Yeah. I'm talking about the average person. Yeah. And we're just moving into a very open forum as a global population and you see that and what are you feeling as all of this is happening? Cause you're part of that um, population too. Yeah. What, you know, there's, there's social media that we absolutely love and that does the most for us, but then there's, there's a side of it that I personally hate. And one, yes, obviously the trolls, but even the, I think, I just think like I was saying this the other day, I was like, social media is just incredibly abnormal. Mm. It's so abnormal. It's like, we shouldn't be going through that many thoughts from that many different human beings at one go. It's, it's a, a lot mess. of process. It's way too much. That's it's, a really interesting way to put it. We shouldn't yeah. be going through so many thoughts of, of different people at one go. Yeah. That's, it's incredibly abnormal. You can only imagine like when you're, it's be, this conversation is between you and me. Yeah. And I can only listen to you when I keep quiet and only you. I can't listen to five people in the, in the room at one go, you know? So it's just like, it, it's it's abnormal because you're sitting there and you're reading 500 different thoughts. Your brain is trying to process and judge and wonder and consider and, you know, and hate and love and love. And it's, it's way too much. You could like get onto Twitter and you wake up and you're in a great mood. And then all of a sudden, 60 million people are saying, no, you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right? It's just so incredibly abnormal. So what's the value? I don't know, but, um, and how again, does it end? I don't think it's going to end. I think this is only the beginning, which mm, is like bizarre propelling. and it's scary. Um, I guess you can't avoid it because we live in it. Um, but the, the one thing I know for sure is that it's abnormal. I just don't know how to fix it, if it's fixable, if it should be fixed, or if it's something that, you know, we're going to have to learn to cope with and, you know, maybe give these, 
um, pharmaceutical companies an opportunity <laughs> to create something that makes you deal with social uh, media. Shit, there we go. Yeah. So it's just, yeah. It's rough. Planting an idea there. That's a whole other story. Yeah, How exactly. many people do you know that are on like antidepressants and that kind of thing? Yeah, I don't know anyone. I know like stuff. a truckload of people that are like kind of just on antidepressants and struggling to cope with life and. That's too much life. Your cell phone, all of that. It's too That's much. That's way too much. And this life. is from someone who's like really in it, right? <laughs> You're really in well, it. Well, that's why I know. That's <laughs> that's how I figured it. It's like it's way too much. It's too much information. It's too much. Too many feelings. Too much stress, and you yeah. take on other people's burdens as well because you're reading their shit as well, and it's like, oh, <laughs> it's bad, it's bad. Well, we'll encapsulate it with we've got a question for you from uh, Cizwem Porfu Walsh, who's also on the list, yeah. uh, who's obviously oh, cool. reading the Roads Must Fall movement in Oxford, where he's studying. Uh, his question Amazing. is: Should we be on social media? <laughs> Sheesh. And don't worry about crapping him out; he's on social media too, yeah, I so know. don't let him be sanctimonious. Yeah. Um. In terms of what I've gained, what I've learned, and, you know, and definitely the people that I've met too, I think social media has its incredible moments and mm. it's done phenomenally for so many people. It's just us learning to turn it into something where we're all going to gain. And it, so social media is perfectly fine. It's the human beings on social media that, that ruin it. So if, if we were all able to, filter it and make sure that we're all there to help everyone gain, including yourself, then it's fine because it's, it's not all that bad. It's just bad when it comes to, you know, the people who make it a bad place because it's, it's the social media is the people. So it's, it's the people who make it bad that, that need to like filter it out or learn to turn it into something better and or also whatever. We choose what we take in. Absolutely. So like you, you choose who you, you follow. follow, you choose who you block. You yeah. choose. I was actually about to make that point as well that, cause when you were like, I'm also in it, I'm like, well, weirdly, I, I also try and filter out, you know, nonsense. all the stuff, like block people where I'm just like, no, I'm fed up. a lot of people. I block a lot of people. Yeah. yeah it, it saves me from having to like respond and or say anything or I think the blocking is the best thing you can do for yourself. It it deletes the the post immediately mm. from your timeline and the person can't access you anymore. And also I block people who are retweeting it as well because mm. that means you are in agreement. You're endorsing or, it. Yeah, yeah, you're endorsing it and you're fine with me seeing it as well from you. So I block you as well. I don't care if you believed in their thoughts or not. Um yeah, so it is, you have a choice. But also sometimes the people that you like following they are also different human beings and they retweet their rubbish as well. So sometimes you're like, I don't want to block you and unfollow you because I like you, mm. but your thoughts and your, um, you know, the things that you agree with and your RTs are just absolutely vile. So it's just like, it's also striking the balance of, I like the person, but your thoughts are just disgusting on social media. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, yeah. Work. We'll figure it out when we have retrospect, which will maybe not happen in this lifetime. Yeah. I don't know. We could be messing it up terribly. Who knows? Yeah, I think this is just the start. <laughs> We're just testing it out. Hopefully, uh, next will be better. Oh, rough. Uh, Caesar also wants to know what's your favorite quotation. It might be that one you spoke about at the top, but uh, I don't know. Maybe there's a life quote that is the biggest quote that is your favorite quote, and there's a lot of quotes that you push out there. So lot. this is actually quite a defining moment here. Which Jeez. is the favorite one? <laughs> I have to think about it. Um, I think it's a hard question. It is because there's so many, and they're all 
um, speak to different things. Which you one know? speaks to you right now? I'm not right going to actually ask for your best one. Which one speaks to you right be now? Be the change you want to see in the world. Yeah. I think that's, that's a, it's, it's, I think it's, it, it, it relates to everyone and everything and whatever difference you want to see in your life, you must be the difference and then life will. It's also like how the universe just communicates and responds to your actions. It's, it's a heavy look in the mirror though. Yeah. I mean, it's not just looking in the mirror to brush your teeth now. Which is it's great. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But a lot of people I don't think do can it. do that. I don't think they can well, really honestly look in the mirror and like honestly say these are my flaws and No. And I wonder if that's part of your success is that you may not be perfect at it because there's no such thing, but no. you probably seem you're probably better than most people at being honest with yourself. Uh, Maybe. Probably. No, I, I don't want to even compare it to anyone else. I I just know that I Which I'm... is why you probably are. <laughs> 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 I yeah I try and um yeah I I you know I talk to myself all the time and when I have it's like a, a weird practice I've been doing for years of like communicating with myself and if I have a negative thought you know I, I reprimand myself immediately like at first it it was weird it was stupid where I'd be like wait I think something and I'd be like wait you don't do that Bob. then it just became like second nature where mm. you know when I'm tempted to say something horrible I'm just like come on which do you really want to say that. You know, like thinking twice before you say something, especially when it's negative. So I don't know. And yeah, I, I am able to be honest with myself, like you being a douchebag or you were a douchebag or what you did was terrible or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It is what it is. I don't know. It is what it is. Yes. Well, now I'm going to give you an even uh, bigger thing to be, I don't know about. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to wrap this up. I'm done here. Oh gosh, you really? Go, you wrap it up. That's it? Tell me what else. Ugh. Tell me what else is important. Tell me what else we should be doing as human beings. And by the way, I have to say, um, and I think I felt this last time and the time before I think I did, but I definitely feel it very intensely now that I'm almost like annoyed with people that think that you're just this chick on TV because there's so much depth. Oh. I don't know how you comprehend that and deal with that. Um, but I'm glad that we get to speak about it and mm. that I get to say, listen, I think that there's misconceptions here. Thanks. You know? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so land the plane. <laughs> I mean, in terms of what, people think about me i think it would be way too stressful for me to be trying to fix it and to fix people's perceptions about me that's that's not my job that's theirs and all i can do is just continue being myself that's the only job that's the only fixing i can do in terms of trying to persuade people without doing anything that i'm not who they think they are but that's just being that would just be me being myself all the time completely and they'll figure it out and if they don't none of us owe each other that that thing of, you know, trying to persuade people who we are and trying to show people that we're this and that. Just continue being yourself, man. It doesn't matter as long as you're fine in your own skin and, and as long as you understand your own depth, your own being and where you come from and who you are. I don't think you need to stress about figuring or helping people figure out who you are or trying to convince them that, you know, you're worthy of their greater attention or all of that. That's, I think that's rubbish. It's, it's too stressful. We're already dealing with too much shit in life. So I think the last thing we should be wondering or trying to figure out is how to make sure that the next person sees me in a better light. They'll see that themselves if you are worthy of being seen in that light. You know, if you are that person, they'll eventually see it by you continuing to be yourself. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, that's about it. Thanks for the chat. That's Boise Tulo. Awesome. Kelman on cliffcentral.com.